We're going to start with one part of one verse, and then we're going to, in Psalm 127.1, you don't even need to turn there, really, because you know the text, probably. If you've been around this praying group any length of time, we've quoted it often. But then we're going to go to Romans chapter 4, and I want to call attention to one verse in Romans chapter 4. And I've just been thinking about some comments that have been made along the way in our prayer meeting even thinking about folks, and this is not a condescending or an accusatory um, comment, but folks who have been with us that are no longer with us, not necessarily in death, but in in practice. Um, Good people, love the Lord, but um, at one point were strong and um, may still be strong, but they're just, they've, uh, they're not with our praying time anymore. And and at times we see folks jump in and out, and we understand that. And this is this is not a an expectation that everybody's here every time. But as we think about these things, I want to think about what happens when we hit a dry spot. What happens when we hit a um, an emptiness of our soul? What happened? We're all going to happen. That's going to happen to all of us. Um, sometimes there's folks that seem to live there, um, constant dryness, if you will. Um, I've talked before. I've, I have friends that love um, the concept of lament and even the negativeness of some of the psalms and lamentations. And I had a, a man tell me once when I, he's a very successful businessman, but he said, my soul is, is nourished by lament. And um, I, don't, I don't know what that means. I have a hard time with that because I'm the exact opposite. And uh, so, but, but sometimes there is the dryness. Sometimes there is the mourning, the groaning of our souls. So think of this in Psalm 27, 1, the first phrase of that verse, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I am... I'm mindful of that verse on an hour-by-hour basis in ministry, in, um, in um, missions work. Um, if I try to do something, if I work, 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 it can be very unsatisfying, very empty, very shallow, very human. Um, yet that's my flesh, that my flesh loves strenuous work. Okay, I, I think I just have to work harder spend more hours, stay up late, get up early. Um, and those things are necessary. But sometimes that that passes over into our praying time. If we just need to, you need to pray, 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 pray. And we should. But unless the Lord's doing it in our hearts, it's empty. Uh, we can go through a lot of motions and we can show up every day at the same time and pray for an hour and, and think what we're doing is what is life, and really it can be as empty, and it can actually almost be the exact opposite. It can soak life out of us if we're just going through this in the arm of the flesh. So uh, I want to ask us today, are we in a dry time? What happens when we get to the dry times? What happens when we have a lack of motivation? What happens when we feel far from the Lord and the heavens are brass, the psalmist says? Um, what happens when we feel inadequate 
I think we, we hear these tones periodically. We just feel inadequate. Or we look at someone else in the prayer call and think, well, surely God's going to hear them, but he's not going to hear me. Um, inadequacy. So, or you would say, Rick, I <laughs> I check every one of those boxes. I, I feel every one of those things. And that's the case. So if that's the case, let me let me call your attention to this verse in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. This is one of those ponder verses. This is one of those chew on the verse and just suck the nourishment out of the verse. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. So he's talking about Abraham here. Um, Before him whom he believed, even God. And then Paul gives a description of God. So he's talking about right here that we're all descendants of Abraham and there's blessings and promises attached to that. But then Paul gives a very interesting description of God. And this is the description. Even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. So this is what God does. God quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Um, Another, an, uh, an author uh, that does a uh, kind of a verse or word by word comparison of scripture says, has it this way Even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. So, in our emptiness, and I'm thinking about our praying times. I'm thinking about people who have have um, struggled and struggle, even maybe punching the button to come into the prayer time. And we just feel weak. We feel inadequate. In our emptiness, in our dry times, in our disconnected times, God alone has the power to give our spirit the life and strength and confidence that we lack. He can call into being, call, he, he brings it into being out of nothing. So the God, God gives life where life does not exist. Um, it's what he does. It's his job description. It's what Paul says, this is who God is. We also can, if we think about Abraham and the parallel here, and Abraham needing to wait, if you will, for Isaac, um, God does does not always act immediately. Sometimes we have to wait. We have to just let God do the work. Um, And I want to ask us, in our day-by-day walk with the Lord, do we have the faith to wait? Do we have the strength to wait like Abraham waited? God can give that strength. God can give the moment by moment by moment by moment quickening where we're weak and he's strong. He can impart that to us. Life in dryness, if you will, strength in weakness. It may seem impossible to us. And that's where God comes in. God does the impossible. Just as 
as it was impossible for the birth of Isaac, um, as impossible as that as Abraham thought that would be, God is able. So maybe if I could rephrase this, maybe we should not focus on our dryness. Let's not focus on our weakness. Um, focus, focus on God. Focus on the God who can do the impossible. Focus, put our faith in God just as we did at salvation. We do it in everyday living. We put our dependence not in our own strength, but in God. Um, I'm, I'm going to pause here just for a second, and I'm going to finish very briefly, but I'm going to say there may be somebody on our prayer call that doesn't know God, does not know Jesus as Savior. It may be that you've been encouraged to join somebody and come listen to the prayer call, but you've never trusted Christ as Savior. We say to you, Today, would you know this life-giving God that can bring life to deadness, light to darkness? Only God can do that through the person of Jesus Christ. We place our trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. So um, this verse, um, as we focus our faith on God, he's trustworthy, he's powerful, he gives life to the dead, Let's even today as we pray, <clears throat> meditate on who God is, dwell on who God is. He is able to call into being that which does not exist. And here's just a point of application. I was reading an article last night and this, this application surfaced. If we're too busy in our day-to-day calendar, we don't just stop eating for two or three days so that we can get more done because we would not exist. Um, We would get weak. And how many times have we had people, even on our prayer time today, say, oh, I felt so weak, but when I... When I joined the praying group, I felt energized and, I, and strong at the end. We hear that all the time. And it's, it's the God who gives life. It's the God who um, calls into being that which does not exist. So our soul can starve just as surely as our body can starve. And so we need to pray and read the scriptures, not just to check it off and not just to say that we did it, but to know God and to see God, just as much as we need to eat to live. So that's where Isaiah was in Isaiah 6, where he stood before the Lord. He saw the Lord high and lifted up, and he said, woe is me. He sees his sin. He confesses his sin. He's seeing God, and what was the result? Lord, (laughs) here am I. Send me. He was filled with zeal for the Lord. And um, so the answer to our dryness and despair, our answer to our Weakness might be just as simple as eating, as eating to know God. Again, eating God's word, God gives life.